All right, welcome to day number three and episode number three of 30-day challenge of creating a podcast every single day. So <clears throat> today I basically want to share a, a quick story with you. I see uh, yesterday I was helping my nephew. He was flying from uh, Bangkok to London. Anyway, he ended up getting messed around by a few taxi drivers and uh, missed his flight going to London. So he was calling me up and... and um, he was sort of didn't know really what to do, and you know, this is the first time he sort of travelled overseas. So I was talking through, helped helped me out with that. And uh, my father, his grandfather, uh, is in uh, London. So I was speaking to him, and you know, and he's been talking to him, blah blah. So we sorted all that out. And I thought it was all um, organised. He had a few other issues that gone on as well, which I'll explain with you in just a moment. But then I got a call today. So just as I thought, everything has been fine. He's gone through a lot of challenges over the last few days, really, and um, in his last sort of five weeks of, uh, of first journey overseas, traveling by himself. But he called me today, just as I thought everything was fine. He was on his way to, uh, he'd, I'd arranged another flight for him, and he was going to uh, London. Um, he calls me at today at like 3.30 in the afternoon. Um, hey, buddy, I'm st- uh, hey, can you help me out? I'm stuck in Kuwait Airport. They're not letting me, um, on, they're not letting me on the next plane to go to uh, uh, London, and I've missed that flight, and I don't know what to do. They're holding me here for a couple of hours. Now, the reason why they were holding him there was because he was on an emergency passport. Now, the, f- the reason is is because he lost his passport in Bangkok or in Thailand um, just before he was about to leave. So, again, these are some things. So, I'll back up a bit. And, and what I'm... The reason I'm telling you this is, let me just jump across. I know I'm jumping across all over the place. The, the conversation is probably hard to follow. And that's one of the reasons why I'm doing this podcast as well. Here I go off on a little tangent, simply because I want to learn how to succinct my information better and tell my stories a bit better. So uh, hopefully by doing this more often, I'm going to get better at, at this. Now, let's just backtrack a little bit. Um, as I said, uh, I recently got, uh, he went over to Thailand for his first uh, trip overseas he's traveling with. I recently got married over there, so it was a good excuse for him to go over there. He, he uh, quit his job and he had work lined up for in, um, in the UK somewhere, or doing something in the UK anyway. So anyway, so he thought he'd go to Thailand for about five weeks beforehand, did that, had a great time. Before I got there, he'd lost his um, ATM card. So he'd lost his card in, in, a, in an ATM machine trying to withdraw money. He forgot about it, walked away, and it was, or was it gone, or so it was stolen or swallowed up in the machine. Either one, he'd lost it. So that was the first debacle that he went through. Second one, um, he lost his passport, or it was lost or stolen, one of the two, again, that, that happened. So that happened just before he, uh, he left, he was on his way to London, and then he uh, got an emergency passport, went to, uh, so on that emergency passport, managed to fly to the UK, uh, my grandfather lives, or my father lives in the UK, so they basically, uh, you know, discussed, hey, this is where he's going, so it's all fine, had a place to go, and then he was going to renew his passport and go from there. Anyway, he gets to Kuwait, which is in transit, because he had a stop over in Kuwait for a couple of hours, bang, they stop him there, sorry, you're on an emergency passport, you're not getting anywhere, um, we need an email from the consulate to tell you that, you know, you can fly through here. So, as you can imagine, this is a not the great ending of a journey, he's already missed a flight that someone, um, that someone had already paid for him to get to London. He missed that, they arranged this, they'd already paid for this other flight, now he's already stuck in Kuwait and he doesn't know what to do. So thankfully it's all been sorted now, but recently, over the last couple of years, I've been learning a lot about blockchain and cryptocurrencies and whatnot, and even my recent journey to recent travels overseas, I, I realized there's such a big opportunity, I really can't wait for myself for all passports, ID, identification, things like that to be put on the blockchain. It would have eliminated all this. Very first, if we're banking through cryptocurrency or blockchains, it wouldn't matter whether we lost his card or not. 
chances are, okay, depending on how it all gets set up, but that may not have happened or may not have married, mattered too much. His information would have been on the blockchain. He could have just sent that to anyone who, that he needed it to and been able to use passwords or get through from there. The second thing that I, always, that I was thinking about as well is his passport. If you lost his passport and your ID was on the blockchain or your passport was on the blockchain, you wouldn't need this emergency. You wouldn't need to do any of this running around. They wouldn't have stopped him in QA, nothing like that. It simply would have just been a smooth process um, because it's simply on there, you couldn't lose it. So these were just some little simple things I noticed just throughout my journey in traveling through airports that I personally can't wait until they get all that sort of stuff on the blockchain. And it's a great opportunity for governments or for uh, someone else to come in and step in under governments and disrupt the whole thing if that can happen. And that would be fantastic. And I really hope that happens soon. So look, I just want to let you know if you've been studying blockchains or you don't know much about it, study it. It's going to be a really, really big thing. It is a big thing that's happening, um, whether you like it or not, regardless of what the mainstream media talks about. The technology is solid. It is fantastic. And it will change and revolutionize a lot of industries, and a lot of things that we're currently using in day-to-day life. Um, and cryptocurrency is great as well, but um, look, I'm not going on about that. Maybe I'll talk about this in another, in another uh, episode, but that's what I want to share with you. Now, whilst I'm on this topic, I also want to share with you another thing. My mum my recently went to India and she was on a tour group and, and she was explaining something to me where another reason why I thought, hey, this is a great way how, um, again, blockchain cryptocurrency can really help society, help people that we often don't really think about. So she was on this tour group and there was obviously a... You know, there, were, uh, a lot of, there are a lot of um, poor people in India and they, you know, they're beggars and they thieve and they, you know, there's a lot of people who just survive and survive mode. They do whatever they can to survive, right? And her guy was telling her, or whoever was going through, going with, you know, taking her through India, was telling her that, um, hey, you know, the problem is, is these, these kids, you know, they'll steal or they'll get, they'll get money or whatever, but they've got nowhere to put it. They can't go put it in a bank because they're, you know, they're unbankable. The bank's not going to touch them. They've got, you know, they don't have any of that sort of stuff. And plus, they're also you know, really young kids. The other thing as well, they can't trust anyone. Like, can't trust an adult running like that because chances are that person will probably steal the money or they can't hide it somewhere because, someone, again, someone will eventually see that. They'll, they'll take it away. But so for that reason, they have to spend whatever they get. So you know, whatever fine they get, they're going to spend it. A lot of time, that's why they go to drugs. And, um, and it's also why a lot of poor people, not just, this is not just India, this is also probably right across the world in some ways. You know, when you have to live day by day, you're stealing that. One, that's already pretty hardcore to be living in that sort of state and for, you know, to be in that survival mode. But again, if, if they have to spend all their money they're getting and all the little robberies that they're doing... Okay, I'm not saying it's right, I'm not saying it's wrong, but hey, look, this is what they're doing for survival reasons. It's, at the end of the day, that's, they have to spend it. So a lot of time that get, oh, often gets spent on drugs, and then they're back at the next, or even if it doesn't get spent on drugs, they're still, they're back at the next day, hustling, 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 hustling. But if they had a safe place to put it, say, you know, had a cryptocurrency on the blockchain, they just had to remember some numbers or a passcode or something or other, and they could get in there, now they've got their own bank, they're bankable, they can start saving that money. Now I'm not saying they should be stealing and whatnot as a profession, but again, this can actually get them out of poverty or help them assist in that, in that situation. That's all I could see. Look, I, I know I haven't articulated that quite well. It was just a thought I had when she was telling me the story. I was like, oh yeah, that's right. If these um, kids or thieves or beggars or whatever had actually had a trustworthy place, they didn't, couldn't trust anyone else that was pretty much like a bank, which is pretty much what blockchain and uh, Bitcoin, uh, Bitcoin is and cryptocurrencies are, then, hey, they can actually create a side of a crew in a nest leg. Now, they don't always have to go to drugs and they could actually then use that to 
maybe create a business or go from there and, and move on and, and maybe raise themselves out of that poverty situation. So again, um, these are just some of the ways I think blockchain, um, just common thoughts that are coming through my head but uh, about blockchain and, and some things that I think can really help our society and go for it. So, but look, I'm really rambling on a lot now. Um, that's it for this episode. I'm going to see you in episode number four and um, that'll be tomorrow. All right, see you guys.